You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks very much for tuning in. Last week, in the middle of a pandemic, Michigan experienced one of its worst infrastructure disasters in state history. The failure of the Edenville Dam flooded large areas of mid-Michigan, including the city of Midland. Although there are no reported casualties, the destruction has been hair-raising, and it has reignited the much bigger discussion of our aging and crumbling infrastructure. Last week in Crane's Detroit Business, reporter Dustin Walsh wrote that 94% of the 1,000-plus dams in Michigan recognized by the Army Corps of Engineers are deemed by regulators as, quote, high-hazard potential with emergency. Walsh writes, quote, that means dam failure or misoperation will cause loss of human life and significant property destruction like we witnessed in Michigan. Joining us now to talk more about this is Dustin Walsh, who covers economic issues for Crane's Detroit business. Dustin, tell us what is going on with dams in this state. Um, Much of southeast Michigan dams were built a century ago, Um, and most of those were built in areas where there are lots of people and lots of uh, other infrastructure, uh, such as roads, buildings, etc., um, and so that's, kind of, you know, dams were originally built to, to be something bigger. It was, it was the American dream, right? We're going to dam this, this uh, very mammoth um, flowing river and we're going to make it, uh, we're going to control it and we're going to build things around it and we're going to use it for power and for other things. Um, and now we've kind of gone the other way and don't really think of dams uh, that way again, but they still exist and uh, they're very old and very hard to take care of now. Uh, in this case, we were talking about uh, a, a dam that founds the kinds of things that we probably need to be doing to make sure that this kind of infrastructure is in better shape. Right. So, so you really didn't need a reason to dam up rivers, uh, you know, over 100 years ago. So uh, of all the rivers that we have, um, or sorry, of all the dams that we have in the state, which um, by the state standards, we have more than 2,500, about 1,400 under 1,400 of them are completely unregulated um, because they're small dams. They, they impound less than five acres of water, which likely would do very little damage. Um, but yeah, the way the dams are, are, are they're, uh, owned by, by private enterprise, whether that be consumers or DTE or some other um, power company, or, or in some cases, farmers, and it just really depends. Um, and and where, they're, where they're regulated also becomes uh, troublesome. Uh, only some are federally regulated, some are state regulated. Those regulations are different. Um, and so it's really kind of a patchwork regulatory framework that has sort of been changed um, piecemeal over time. And that leads to a very confusing set of circumstances like we, we currently have today. Mm. So some people might be listening thinking, well, this is sad, but it happened all the way up in Midland. But you write that the problem of aging dams is actually even worse here in southeast Michigan. Right, and that's and that's because of population, right? We have we have larger cities and more people. So, a hundred percent of our dams in Wayne, Washtenaw, Oakland, Livingston, and Macomb counties are of high hazard potential, um, and and they're very old. Uh, the average age of dams in Washtenaw County, for instance, is eighty three years old. In Livingston County, it's eighty eight years old. Um, our dams are very old in Southeast Michigan because we're 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 an old area, um, and we uh, you know haven't uh, really paid attention to those over time. Um, obviously, we have regulators that that do look at them, hopefully. Um, but getting them fixed is expensive, and, and, and if it's not uh, producing uh, revenue, such as energy, um, it's really hard to, to, to make that uh, claim unless you're, like you said, fearful of, of loss of life or, or something insane like that happened in Edenville. Mm. 
over the weekend, the Detroit Free Press reported that the state's dam safety unit consists of two staffers, a supervisor, and a $400,000 total annual budget. One staffer monitors all the dams in 31 southern Michigan counties. The other monitors all the dams in the other 52 Michigan counties. To say that's a small team is a pretty gross understatement. Uh, how how did we get to the point where the state is just, again, not taking this very seriously? Well, I think it's also an issue of, of how often do dams fail? Um, you know, if we look at the U.S., they fail quite often. But in Michigan, we've had 41 dam failures in the last 170 years. So they don't fail that often. Um, but we have to imagine that it's going to uh, get exponentially worse, right? So, so the state regulators only have to uh, check the safety of a dam every three years. Um, I, we, as we saw in Eagleville, we get rains, you know, it's now called a 500-year flood. Um, and I, I brought up in my article about Houston, Texas, which has had three 500-year floods uh, in the last six years. Um, so, so we're seeing this kind of um, weather patterns, you know, glo- uh, uh, climate change, etc. We're seeing this much more often. Um, so I think if we went back in time 50, 60 years maybe we didn't uh, think about these because these dams were much newer because most dams were built between 1950 and 1990. Um, but, you know, the ones we have here are much older than that. Uh, so I think, you know, if you're looking at it as a whole and maybe you're just saying, well, they don't fail that often, uh, you end up with uh, two regulatory workers uh, for the entire state. Hmm. What's the solution here? Are we are we destined to see more of this kind of failure of dam infrastructure or is there a way that we could sort of turn in a different direction and prevent at least the kinds of things that we saw in Midland from from happening again, where it's not just a minor uh, minor failure, that, that it's something that causes enormous disruption and damage and costs people millions and millions of dollars? Right. Well, I don't... From what we've seen from from weather patterns, and, and you know, you look at the lake levels on on, on the Great Lakes, they're they're high, they're washing away uh, homes, even, um, you know, eroding the sand to, to to push homes into the water. Uh, so I don't see the weather patterns changing. No one's predicted that we're going to uh, see wrestle, uh, let fewer rains at least. Um, so I think that we are uh, in in one way, shape, or form destined for this to happen again, um, because simply there are so many dams and they are so old, and it costs a very lot of money to fix them. Um, they're talking uh, from a national level, they believe uh, it'd be about $70 billion um, to just basically remediate all the dams in the United States. Um, I don't know what, I don't have that broke down by a state uh, level, but it would be a considerable amount of money. Um, and so it's really how we look at infrastructure, I think, is, is really how this comes down to it. Um, I mean, we have trouble even making our roads drivable, um, but, but a road being you know, closed and you have to take a different way um, is a much smaller problem. Uh, than a massive dam failure that could uh, wash out entire cities um, and create billions of dollars of damage, um, you know, in a matter of hours. Um, so I think, you know, hopefully if there's a lesson learned at Edenville, it's that we have to take this seriously and we have to go out and check all of these dams and figure out ways to um, make the owner fix it if it's not, uh, you know, held by a municipality. And then if it is held by a municipality, we have to make a, a plausible argument for why that needs to be fixed and why that money needs to be spent. Um, which, as you know, is a very difficult thing to do in this state. Um, so really it's going to be, you know, how effective can we be at convincing the masses that uh, this needs to happen? You know, as you point out, it's always difficult to get this kind of pivot, which is a significant one, accomplished in in-state government. I wonder what you have heard from state officials since this happened about 
changes that they can make in the short term that will make this better and a plan to try to get long-term changes enacted? Well, we, we haven't heard anything yet. Uh, at least I personally haven't heard anything yet about a new plan. Um, I mean, it seems to be, you know, uh, the, the fight seems to be going to the courts, right? The, 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 the owner blames the state and the state blames the owner. Um, you know, uh, that's going to have to work itself out. I assume the state at some point is going to have to come to some sort of reckoning of, of, of at least um, checking on these more often or, or making it a larger priority. Um, you know, it's just another thing. Uh, you know, we never realize how bad the infrastructure is until something tragic happens like this. Um, and so I imagine a plan will have to be drafted, but I have not seen one yet. Okay, Dustin Walsh of Cranes Detroit Business. It's always great to have you here talking about these issues here on Detroit Today. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks. Thanks, Stephen. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for me today. I will be back tomorrow when we're going to speak with The Atlantic's David Frum about his new book, Trumpocalypse, Restoring American Democracy. We're also going to talk about white backlash to black progress, something that we're seeing a lot of right now here in America and something that has its roots very, very deep in American history. We're going to have a long conversation about what that backlash looks like, why it keeps happening, and what we might do in the future to make it different. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station. Your, your spot for news, conversation, and music. We'll talk again tomorrow. <laughs>